You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode seven. Well, hey there, welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and as always, I am honored and grateful that you are allowing me to spend a little bit of your day with you. This podcast episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit, our free live virtual event that is specifically targeted to help PMO leaders around the world make a bigger impact with their PMO. Go check it out at PMOImpactSummit.com and get ready to learn a ton of ways you can make a big impact with your PMO. It's PMOImpactSummit.com and when the event is live, it is a free opportunity to get tons and tons of training to help you with your PMO. We have made it to the sixth and final step in the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Series, Transform Mindset. Now, this is the last step in the process in these building blocks of mindset shifts that I think are critically important for PMO leaders of the future, PMO leaders that become impact drivers. And if you have not listened to the first five steps, I highly recommend that you go back to those episodes and listen to those five episodes, instill focus, measure outcomes, perform relentlessly, Adapt to Thrive, Communicate with Purpose, and if you have not listened to the PMO Reset, I also recommend that. That was episode 001, kind of lays the foundation and sets the stage for all of these mindset shifts. And now we are going to dig into transforming mindset. If you are on the road or otherwise occupied, exercising, cooking dinner, or many of the other things that you need to do every day that keep you from being able to take notes, don't worry. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 007. And you can download the workbook that accompanies this episode so that you can follow along and take some notes later, whichever you need to do. You can take the time to follow along now and take notes as we're going. Or if you are hands-free right now, just make sure you download that episode workbook and you can go back and reference the things we're talking about here today and give me your mostly full and undivided attention unless you are driving or operating heavy machinery. (laughs) Okay, so now let's talk about what this last and most important step in the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Framework is all about. And while all of these steps in the process are critical for you as a PMO leader, I think this one kind of helps bring the points home because this is how we need to think about our roles as leaders because the demands and expectations on PMO leaders will continue to grow. And actually that's a good thing. We want the demands to continue to grow because that means people are relying upon us to help them affect change in the organization. That's a good thing. So it's not that we want to make it such that we aren't facing these challenges. It's that we just need to make sure that we have the right mindset and framework to support us in living up to these expectations. 
these shifts that we need to make are not insurmountable. And in fact, these new expectations are exactly what we've been waiting for as PMO leaders. Haven't we been asking for a seat at the table with the other executives in helping to drive organizational strategy delivery? This is exactly what we want. This is our opportunity to shine. So we just need to arm ourselves with the right techniques and mindset shifts to help us along this leadership journey. This is our chance to not only earn that seat at the table, but be invited in because of our perspective, our knowledge, the information we have, and the resources that we can use to help move the organization forward, to be that leader, that impact PMO leader. Now, these mindset shifts that I talk about in Transforming Mindset starts with us. And then, and only once we have shifted our mindset, can we talk about how we shift the mindsets of others on how they interact with us, how they think about projects, how they think about our role in the organization. All of it starts with us. So we won't start shifting the mindsets of those around us to this new way of thinking about the PMO and the value proposition until we understand and transition our own thinking about our role as a PMO leader. The final step in this Impact PMO Leader Mindset Framework includes taking on some new roles that prepare us for this complete transition to an Impact PMO Leader, as well as embracing an entrepreneurial mindset and looking at how we can engage our sponsor differently so that we can have better conversations and create more engagement and support to continue to move our PMO initiatives forward. We're also gonna take a look at how we can make the PMO a permanent fixture in the organization as opposed to a temporary endeavor that many of them are established to be in the first place. And we're going to spend some time rethinking change resistance and looking at how we can kind of flip this whole mindset that we have about change resistance on its head and see if we can get away from change resistance to bringing people with us through the change process. And finally, we're gonna talk a little bit about your career as a PMO leader, how you can take charge of your career as a PMO leader and feel empowered and driven to make all of these necessary shifts so that you can thrive in your organization, in any organization, and ultimately make that impact you know you are capable of making. So let's explore some of those mindset shifts and talk about where and how we can really truly make an impact in our organization. The first step in the process is to embrace entrepreneurial thinking. What I mean by this is that we've got to shift the way we think about solving these business problems. And by the way, by now, if you've listened to the other episodes, you know that the role of the PMO leader is to identify and solve those business problems through the services and capabilities the PMO generates and puts in place. And the way we go about solving these business problems and the way we operate within our teams could really benefit from shifting to a much more entrepreneurial mindset and approach to solving business problems. So look for opportunities to challenge, ask questions, try new things, new ways to do things, and places that you can accelerate progress. Remember, your goal is to help enable a frictionless environment to project and impact delivery. So look for those places where there's friction and look at how you can remove it. This means asking questions like, how can we do this better, faster, cheaper, and get to those results more quickly without the limiting beliefs that many of us have about the way that things should be done. 
So look for ways to ask questions like, how might we, whenever you start hearing, well, we can't do it, or we've always done it this way, or people kind of get stuck in their rut, flip all of those conversations on their head and say, okay, let's look at this from a how might we conversation as opposed to a we can't or we're restrained and restricted in this way. And while we're on the topic of new ways to think about things, I want to make sure that PMO leaders and those that are engaging with PMOs or talking about PMOs, remember that the PMO is not synonymous with a waterfall implementation methodology. The way you choose to implement projects, if your PMO does implement projects or provide guidance and support to people that are implementing projects, should not be a defining factor in the PMO value proposition or brand. That is simply an implementation choice. And you make different choices from an implementation methodology based on the business problem you're solving and what the best way to solve that problem actually looks like. As PMO leaders, it is incumbent upon us to shift that limiting belief system and thinking that project delivery and a specific methodology are tied to the value the PMO creates. It's killing the reputation of the PMO and is incredibly short-sighted when we look at all the possible ways a PMO can deliver impact. Implementation choices are only a small piece of that puzzle. The entrepreneurial PMO leader looks for ways to solve business problems differently and get to those results faster. And this might mean that you employ different ways to implement projects based on the unique situation of each one of those initiatives. So let's not tie ourselves to being an agile shop or a waterfall shop or any of that because it really depends on the business problem we're solving. And this kind of ends that whole us and them conversation that happens between agile and PMO and project management, assuming that project management equals waterfall and that the PMO equals supporting waterfall and agile is the savior of all things non-waterfall. We should just stop these conversations altogether. If we're having a methodology debate and doing an us and them between the PMO and Agile, we're having a completely wrong conversation. I recently actually keynoted an event called Project Con, which was a fabulous event held in Indianapolis this year with a colleague of mine. Actually, I brought a whole team of superstar speakers to that event, which you will definitely hear from in future episodes and maybe in that PMO Impact Summit that's coming this fall. If you haven't heard about it yet, definitely stay tuned because it is a phenomenal event that we host on an annual basis for free and you can go right to PMOImpactSummit.com to register for free right now. But make sure you register now because once the event is over, it's over. And the only way to access it will be through our small fee paid lifetime access. Okay, so when we're at this Project Con event, my colleague and I, his name is Jesse Fuel. You'll hear from him soon on this podcast and certainly in our private Facebook group. 
And we were talking about these challenges between Agile and the PMO and went really deep on this whole us and them conversation and really shifted the focus to, hey, we're all trying to solve business problems. Why don't we put all of our energy into solving those business problems together instead of fighting over whose methodology is right? Because by the way, when your executives see you fighting over methodology, they definitely are not hearing or seeing business leader. They're thinking, okay, these jokers really need to get their act together before I can count on them to play some of these roles that we're going to talk about today. So look at where and how the PMO can shift the approach that it's taking to address driving an impact and have conversations around how might we solve the business problem we're trying to solve and get away from the conversations around methodology and whose way is the right way and focus instead on how and where we might want to employ different ways to implement projects, as well as ways that we can gather information, facilitate communication, train staff, build project management competency, etc. Each of these business opportunities is another chance for you to flip the conventional thinking on its head and get something done to get to impact quickly. So challenge everything that exists today and the processes that you and your team employ to create new value. Allow your team the space to be creative and develop the best approach, not relying and focusing on the way it's always been done around here just because it's always been done that way. All right, now let's talk about a few shifts in the way we think about our role as a PMO leader. When you think about your role, I wanna think about the ways that your business leaders are thinking about your role. You are not the overseer of projects or the taskmaster extraordinaire. When a business leader wants to create change, they develop a strategic plan and then they invest time, money, resources, and energy into making that strategic objective a reality. You, as the PMO leader, are the manager of their investments which means you have a fiduciary responsibility to the organization to ensure that those investments are managed properly. Projects are investments in the future of the organization and your job is to be the manager of those investments and ensure that you get the highest possible return on that investment for every project every time. Think about it like you would for any other type of investment. If you have an investment or a retirement plan, you put your investments in the hands of an investment manager and they are expected to look across the entire portfolio and evaluate how the funds are allocated to ensure that you get the greatest return possible for that investment. You are doing the exact same thing as a PMO leader. You are responsible for taking that funding and turning it into a return as worthwhile impact to better the organization and deliver on organizational strategy. And that applies to the funding that they give you specifically to build out PMO services and capability, as well as the funding that goes into each of these projects, the investment that is made in each of these projects, your job is to act as that investment manager across that whole portfolio. So you wanna be thoughtful about how you talk about the work you're doing as an investment manager. 
Your retirement plan manager doesn't talk to you about all the tools and process that they're putting in place to get those outcomes. Instead, they focus on getting you those outcomes and talk to you in terms of the outcomes that they're creating for you. That's what you pay for. That bottom line reason you should keep giving them your money to invest. They are getting you results. The same thing applies here. Focus on the outcome you are creating, the investment returns you are creating, instead of talking so much about the work that must happen behind the scenes, that PM speak and the process stuff to make it happen. They don't wanna hear all about how the sausage is being made is a term that's often used. They just want to see the end product. Now, of course, you do have to put the basics of project management and portfolio management in place and good services and structure. And there is a time and a place for templates and tools and process. Don't worry. I'm not saying throw all that stuff out. I'm just saying that it's got to be thoughtfully placed to help ensure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing right and that we do it with a different focus. That focus of leveraging only what is absolutely necessary to drive to those strategic outcomes. Now, here is where I'm going to introduce to you someone that may have already visited you in one of these prior episodes. And I call him or her the yeah, but monster. As in, yeah, but that's not how we do things here. Or yeah, but our projects aren't about return on investment. Of course they are. We'll talk a lot about the yeah, but monster in many of our future episodes because that yeah, but monster rears its ugly head and makes itself known in our minds and in our thoughts all the time, especially when we are being asked to think differently about the role we play in changing and creating impact for others. So what I often hear is, yeah, but we don't measure return on investment because we are doing an internal project. Or I've even heard it with people saying, yeah, but we're running a government initiative. Or with many of my nonprofit and association clients, they sometimes will say, well, we're not about ROI. We're about mission and goals and changing the world for the better. Of course you are. And of course, all of those reasons are fabulous for doing a project but they're all about getting to an outcome. That outcome is your return for the investment. It's the reason you're doing it in the first place. And if you have a hard time in the culture of your organization or even yourself, it helps you think a little bit differently about ROI to call it a worth it factor, then do that. And we talk a little bit about this stuff in the measure outcomes episode that was back a few. So go check that out if you need kind of a refresher or if you skip that one, because it is incredibly important that we are able to clearly say, was it worth it to do this project in the first place? And will it be worth it if some of the variables change? just like you would decide that it was not worth it to continue to invest in your investment manager or into your 401k or other investment if you were continuing to lose money again and again and again. The same goes here. If your stakeholders, for example, or those that are writing the checks for PMO funding don't see a return or a benefit some value, some outcome from their investment, they will stop investing. 
And the same goes for all projects in your organization. So as a fiduciary, if your organization is investing time, energy, focus, resources, money into getting to an outcome, then it is your job to ensure that that project gets them to as high of a possible return on investment every time. That's our job. So that's the role of the fiduciary, one of the new hats that we need to intentionally wear as PMO leaders. The next hat is called strategy navigator. For so long now, I've heard PMO leaders complain that they don't have a seat at the table in executive discussions around driving the organizational strategy. They tell me that they have very little control over their own destiny or the destiny of the PMO and how frustrating it is to be treated as second-class citizens within the organizational ranks. And while that pain is real and painful for many people, the lack of control is not. We are doing it to ourselves with some of our limiting beliefs. Now, of course, this isn't across the board, and some of these things I share with you resonate more than others, but generally speaking, I want to make sure that you take a good, hard, honest look about how you are showing up and the kinds of conversations you are having with your business leaders. And again, go back and look at some of the other episodes, the workbooks, listen to the podcasts so that you can hear a little bit more about what I'm talking about here. Leadership wants your help to lead, even if they haven't quite said it just that way. Executives want answers. They want information to make educated and informed decisions. They want you to be a business leader. They want the outcomes that the PMO can provide to help define, guide, and implement their strategic objectives. After all, that's why they are supporting the PMO in the first place is because they want those outcomes. So give them those outcomes. Give them the resources they need to make decisions, to know where the best opportunities are, to know when to cut their losses and move on. Help them guide the strategy of the organization to create the greatest impact possible. And that means you are looking for ways to tie every project that's happening in the organization to that big picture strategy. And this is super important on so many levels because everybody across every project needs to know that the work they're doing matters and how it connects to that bigger picture. And as the strategy navigator, you can help guide everyone along that journey and help them see how they connect to the overall big picture of the organization and where it's headed. That can be super meaningful for staff. So look for the ways to draw that connection. Now, the way you and your PMO become that strategy navigator for the organization is to facilitate delivery of the strategy. Help them make the right decisions from a portfolio management perspective, for example. You have the tools and you have the mindset now so you can help them navigate all the rough waters and get it done. Now, the third role that you want to make sure that you take on as a PMO leader is trusted advisor. The enviable role of trusted advisor is so attainable for PMO leaders. In fact, there is no other role quite as well positioned in an organization to hold the keys to the most important priorities the organization undertakes. 
The PMO is the driver of change. The PMO can be the home of business transformation, the way the business will launch into the future to bigger and better opportunities. When executives need to make decisions, they're looking to you because you have the right information that can help drive those decisions. So you have the oversight and insight on the projects and across the portfolio. You know what's happening, you know where things stand, and you can help them drive the outcomes they're looking for and what they're trying to accomplish across their strategic objectives. And if you're acting as the strategy navigator to align their strategic objectives with the outcomes you're trying to reach with the PMO and the projects and how those projects tie back to those outcomes, et cetera, then you're naturally positioned to then hold the keys and the information around all of those projects across the portfolio and can speak intelligently about how each of those initiatives is helping to achieve that return on investment and that overall strategy realization. You see, you're right where you belong and can provide them the information they need to make those decisions and keep everything moving forward. So by applying the mindset shifts and the techniques that we've covered in this mindset framework, you can become that go-to resource in the organization to help inform business thinking and decision-making, thereby making you and your PMO an invaluable strategic asset that is critical to the future of the organization. And that very much leads to how you can make the PMO a permanent fixture in the organization. So one of the things that I wanna make sure that you consider if you are building a PMO, or even if your PMO is up and running, is to throw out the charter. A charter is not the right mechanism for communicating the business plans for a PMO, unless you are creating a temporary organization. Charters are for projects, which are temporary endeavors. And if your PMO is big or small, but intended to support a single project or program, then you really have a project office or a program office, and the charter for that project or program itself is sufficient and perfect. But if you are creating a PMO that is meant to be a sustainable business unit, managing, supporting, or guiding multiple projects, programs, or portfolios, then you need to create a business plan because business plans are for sustainable business units that are meant to last well beyond one project or program. Think about it, your marketing team, your sales team, your IT department, all of them have a business plan or should that lays out what their organization is responsible for and how they are contributing to the strategy and the return on investment for the overall organization. The same thing applies here. We've got to stop thinking about the PMO as a cost function and start thinking about it as an impact function, a function in the organization, a business unit in the organization that is accountable for creating ROI, return on investment, some kind of bottom line support for moving the organization forward financially and strategically. So set up your PMO for success right from the beginning or take this opportunity to kind of do a reset and refresh by treating your PMO like of a sustainable business unit, if that's what it's meant to be. 
You don't want people to have a tentative or half-in mindset, which can be extremely common if you create a charter. You're treating it like a project, a temporary endeavor, and people can kind of dip their toe in the water as opposed to jumping in, all in, and fully supporting and engaging in the PMO. You want people thinking that this PMO is going to be here for the long run like any other business unit. And that means we can't ignore it and we must engage. So speaking of engagement, one other thing that I want to talk to you about here, and I will definitely dive into deeper in a future episode, which by the way, almost every single one of these topics, these steps in all of these six impact PMO leader mindset framework areas could be its own episode or two or three. So I will definitely dig more into all of these topics at a later time, but right now we're just beginning that mindset shifting process. So I'm just scratching the surface here. So if you have questions or wanna go deeper, make sure you talk to us in our Facebook group and let us know where you want me to spend time and go deeper because I am taking requests and prioritizing which topics we cover when. All right, so one of these things that I wanna talk about briefly here is taking the time to train your sponsor. Over the years, as a project manager, PMO leader, I've often seen the role of sponsor played out very well and played out very poorly. And one of the things I noticed was that we make a lot of assumptions about our sponsors for our PMO and for our projects. We expect a lot from them, and many times they don't live up to our expectations. However, what's most interesting is that most of the time, there are things that we could do to help them understand their role better and provide the right level of support for the PMO, for example, or for the projects. Because as one of my favorite CEOs said to me one time, he had no idea what his role was. And he even said to me, you know, I was a terrible sponsor before I learned what it meant to be a sponsor. I wish somebody would have told me sooner. And that's our role, especially as a PMO leader. There was a time that I was working in an organization and after being there and starting to set up a PMO, I start participating in sponsor meetings for all of my program managers. And meeting after meeting, I saw the same thing. I saw executives or the people that were supposed to be sponsors on these projects and programs sitting at one end of the table with the scared program manager at the other end of the table and they would hear what was going on and all the problems and the pain points and instead of offering help they would say what are you going to do about it they had no idea that their role was to actually engage and have conversations and remove barriers and provide support they were being very passive participants in the process so i got all of them together into a steering committee and said, listen, guys, your role is to make this work happen with your program manager. Your role is to ask questions like, how can I help you? Where can we remove barriers? What do you need from me? And they didn't realize that that was their role. They just assumed the program manager would handle everything. So as a PMO leader, I took it upon myself to educate all of the sponsors for our initiatives so that they understood, hey, we're doing this for you. You're the one that looks good when this program succeeds. And if you don't help us make you look good, we might fail. So while of course it has a lot more to do with impact delivery than just looking good, but 
let you get there with them, their what's in it for me, by starting to help connect the success or failure of the program you're managing to them, not the individual program managers. So uh, we've got a whole training course called How to Train Your Sponsor in our Impact Inner Circle Membership Program on this topic because I think it is so important and applies to project managers, program managers, and all of us as PMO leaders. Think about the person that is acting as your executive sponsor supporting the build out of your PMO or the ongoing business unit. And how can you get that primary stakeholder to engage and help you remove barriers, remove roadblocks, and help you make an impact? There's a very critical role. And if they don't understand that role, then how are they supposed to help you? I also suggest you make sure that they're actually your sponsor. Do they really care about this PMO and making sure that it is effective and that it gets to the outcomes and that it's there for the long run? Do they have the ability and the capacity to support the effort that you're making to put these services and capabilities in place? Are they a champion for the changes you're bringing about in the organization? If they're not, then you might want to look elsewhere for that support because you will need a champion to help you and support you and have your back as you're going about kind of, you know, ruffling feathers and making change in your organization. You are affecting change. Therefore, some people won't be happy with it. We'll talk about change resistance in a minute. And the other thing to think about is how can you, as a PMO leader, give all sponsors, project sponsors, program sponsors, and your PMO sponsor, the support and the resources they need, the information they need to support you. Help them prepare for meetings, provide them the right level of detail to help guide and support your PMO, make sure they know what's expected and what's happening, how to support you, and never, ever, ever let them be blindsided. If they are gonna go to bat for you, you have to make sure they know everything that's going on right away. Okay, now, there is another topic here that we need to scratch the surface on today, but we'll definitely go into deeper in future episodes. And that is all about rethinking change resistance. And here's why I think this is so important. I believe there's a huge misunderstanding about change resistance and how it influences what we can do with our PMOs. When we are creating a PMO and defining and implementing capabilities and services for the organization, we are creating change. Everything the PMO does is about change. We create change when we manage projects. We create change when we help the organization think, act, and perform differently through all of these mindset shifts that we're trying to put in place. Yet many of us face resistance to the change we are creating and chalk it up to humans simply being change resistant. And I think that is nonsense. I do not believe people are inherently resistant to change. Think about how many people that initiate change in their personal lives. Have you ever known anyone to get married? On purpose. How about have children? On purpose. Or change jobs? On purpose. Or take up a new hobby? On purpose. These are all changes people are doing to themselves. And for the most part, they seem to be quite happy about it. So. What people are not interested in, what I truly believe the challenge is, is when people feel like change is being done to them. Yet so many of us, when we create change through our PMO, do change to people instead of with them. So it's no wonder we hit so much resistance. What people are reacting to is the loss of control. 
People like to have control, maybe not of others, but certainly of themselves. They want to choose their work environment, the people they work with, the work that they do, the processes, the way they get their work done. When you threaten that, the safety of their environment and take away their control and choice, you have a problem. That is when you actually get resistance. What the resisting is having change done to them. So I'm asking you to rethink change resistance and know that the best way to remove change resistance that plagues so many of us in our organizations and with our PMOs and the services and capabilities we're trying to put in place, we've got to think about how we can bring people with us through the change process. Do change with them instead of to them. As an impact PMO leader, you understand that you need to take the time and energy cultivating relationships, building confidence and credibility with stakeholders, listening instead of talking to hear the real pain points that need to be addressed, and then partnering with stakeholders to develop the best solutions to those pain points together as a team. As you may notice, the theme of organizational change management techniques is peppered throughout this entire framework because if you want to get it done with your PMO, you must do it with your stakeholders, not to them. I will go into so much about organizational change management in future episodes and on our PMO Impact Summit that we'll be doing later this year. I've got some great speakers lined up to talk to you about all of these aspects of change because you've got to embrace the fact that the PMO is a change engine. Everything we do is about creating change. Therefore, underlying my Impact Engine PMO training program, almost every single course that's inside our Impact Inner Circle membership programs for project managers and PMO leaders. There's over 50 courses and they're all talking about and have threaded through them some aspect of how you can make your life easier by bringing people with you through the change process and doing it with them instead of to them. We'll definitely come back to more of that in future episodes. All right, to wrap up this section, I wanna talk about taking charge of your career as a PMO leader. I think the tide is turning whether we like it or not. In fact, the ocean in our industry is almost boiling. I think business leaders are demanding that the impact PMO leader mindset shifts happen and that they happen quickly. For the very survival of these organizations, rests on the ability for leaders to lead strategically and to be able to get things done. In the past, many project managers and PMO leaders have really been pampered, in my opinion. They have had their training paid for, they've had their conferences paid for, and many still do have free personal and career development right at their fingertips whenever they need it. So, that might even be your scenario. I know it was for me when I was a PMO leader for many, many years. But I feel like the tide is turning and as annoying as it is, not all companies are investing where they believe the individual should be investing themselves. So it is incumbent upon you as a PMO leader to find the resources and the support, the training, the coaching, the mentoring, the information, the new ways of thinking on your own. 
And you're taking a really great step with that here by listening to this podcast. I am wholly invested in making sure that you get all of the necessary skills and support you need as a PMO leader because I was in your shoes for 15 years and now support thousands of PMO leaders around the world through my programs. So understand that business leaders are expecting you to come to the table with all the skills necessary and many want you to find the time and the money on your own to develop any necessary skills they believe they deem important for you to perform your role and in fairness this is kind of what they're paying your salary for right so on the surface it does seem really frustrating and i know i've had people say to me are you serious i have to pay for all of my own training even though they want me to develop these skills but i want you to think a little differently about this this is another mindset shift because it may seem like a negative but actually it can be quite empowering think about the definition of empower give someone the authority or power to do something make someone stronger and more confident especially in controlling their life and claiming their rights that's exactly what they're doing see the industry and your company are giving you the authority over your own career more control and the ability to build more confidence they are paying you a salary for you to perform at a certain level and the expectations continue to be high and are going to get even higher so if you need more career development to live up to their expectations, that's on you to figure it out. But this allows you to make a bigger impact in your own life and your company because you can choose how fast you grow and how much you can contribute. That's why I am taking the time to dive deep with you on the entire Impact PMO Leader Mindset Series. I want you to feel empowered to take charge of your future, your career, and know that I am here with you to help you develop your Impact PMO Leader Mindset. I have your back. Together, we can shift the direction of the PMO industry as a whole so that we can all take charge of our own careers and our own success and stop waiting for it to be handed to us, as well as drive higher impact through the PMO and project management across the board. So my advice to you is to take time to focus on you. Many of us as PMO leaders, I believe, put ourselves last. We pour our energy into our jobs, our families, all of the extra things we say yes to that we probably shouldn't have. And then we are left with very little time or mental capacity to take care of our own career and personal development. But years ago, I was told something when I was in a really difficult place in my life. A lot of things had fallen apart around me and I had a flight attendant look me directly in the eye and you could see that she could see so much about what I was really dealing with and experiencing and she shook me out of it and said, listen, you must put your oxygen mask on first before you can take care of those around you. And I know she was talking to me about so much more than simply that flight. So this is me shaking you a little bit and saying to you, make a commitment to put yourself first and take charge of your career. 
because I truly believe there is a better way. There is a way that PMOs can drive huge impact globally. And many of you are experiencing this. Many of you have adopted these mindsets and are experiencing the real pleasure and joy and empowerment of making a huge impact in your organizations. Talk to me. Talk to your peers, share that experience, reach out to us and tell us what that is like, because I want others that are still earlier in that journey to hear your message and your story. As an Impact PMO leader, you are making some very important shifts in your role, your mindset, and your actions. You will instill focus with the team and the organization to accelerate impact delivery. You will provide only the necessary information to make educated and informed decisions and to measure outcomes and impact, showing the PMO value and building the organization's capability. You will perform relentlessly and build credibility within the organization as an agent of change and transformation. You will adapt to thrive instead of simply surviving so that the PMO is always ready and able to support the current and future needs of the organization. You will communicate with purpose and meaning to make the why super clear so that you can drive effective decision-making and accelerate throughput. And finally, you will transform mindsets. First, your own with all of this mindset series and then the mindset of the other stakeholders in the organization that are critical for long-term PMO sustainability. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey through the six pillars of the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Series. I hope that this has resonated with you. I hope you recognize yourself in some of this goodness and now maybe even think a little differently about your role and the impact that you can make as a PMO leader. As a reminder, you can go to pmostrategies.com and then click on podcast, or you can go specifically to each one of the episodes and download the workbook that goes with each one of these deep dives into the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Series. The one for this week is pmostrategies.com forward slash 007. Make sure that you download that workbook and write in there exactly how you are going to transform mindsets, first your own, and then the mindsets of others as you adopt these new ways of thinking. Well, we made it. We made it to the end of the Impact PMO Leader Mindset Series. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves now that we've built a strong foundation and dig into all things how-to with PMOs. In the coming episodes, we are going to start talking about how to build a PMO from scratch, how to hit the reset button on your PMO if necessary, how to even rescue your PMO, how to accelerate performance of the PMO. We're gonna dig into portfolio management and project management and program management, and of course, organizational change management, tons of leadership capabilities and development, all things PMO. And I'm going to invite some of my favorite speakers and educators and thought leaders in this space to talk to you about their particular perspective and the way that they are supporting and leveraging certain services and capabilities to make a huge impact with and through the PMO and project management. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far. 
Make sure that you let us know what else you want to hear. Make sure that you hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you know exactly when the latest episodes come out and download those episodes so that you can bring them with you as you're going about doing all of the things that us very busy and overscheduled PMO leaders are busy doing. And make sure that you leave a rating and a review and talk to me about how this episode and all the episodes prior and going forward are affecting you and making you think differently about your role, pushing you and challenging you to go harder and do more to make a huge impact with the PMO. All right, that's all for today. Make sure that you click subscribe and join us over in our Facebook group so we can continue the conversation. And don't forget, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit, your free live virtual event covering all things PMO. There is no other event quite like this, so focused on helping you make a big impact with your PMO. Make sure to go to PMOImpactSummit.com and register today. I can't wait to see you there. And I look forward to going deep with you on the first how-to topic with setting up a PMO next week. Bye-bye for now.